Welcome back to the Pineapple Pinup The Hot Wife Life podcast. Today we're talking about glory holes. When we first started, we started efficiently, I guess is the best word to use. We went to a glory hole where we knew we could find probably some action just by showing up. It was a way to dip our feet into the water, do it anonymously, and then see if there were any repercussions. If I was going to freak out by being with a stranger, if my husband was going to freak out watching me be with a stranger, it was a toe dip, if you will. So we went to the glory hole. And our first time I went there and I felt like I was leading a band. Every time we walked around, we would just have a parade following us. It was a little bit unnerving, but interesting at the same time. It brought up a lot of questions about what are we feeling here? (laughs) What's going on? What are we doing? Then we went into the booth and a cock came through the wall and I got down on my knees and I serviced that cock. Now my husband was getting so hot and bothered that he was actually pressing his cock against the back of my head (laughs) while he was recording it was extremely hot he was having a very visceral reaction i asked him later how did you feel and he said i could mirror neuron what that man was feeling because i'd felt it myself before and it was a turn on to watch it it was a turn on to know how it felt for him. It was a turn on to know that you were the one giving him that kind of pleasure. It was very, very visceral. He recorded it so he could watch it later. And he was snapping photos, taking all sorts of time to really enjoy this later. The thing is, is that Women go into a blowjob thinking, I'm in control here. But the fact is, is men fight us constantly. They're constantly trying not to come so that they can keep going with this pleasure that they're feeling. And women are like, I really need to get this man off because it says something about me that I can. It also says something about me if I can't, and it's literally a test of wills because your jaw is hurting, your nose is running, your eyes are watering, your throat is hurting, and a really, really good blowjob will wreck your entire mouth and throat for a while. The next day is very, very sore. So finally, I figured out that the guy couldn't come while my mouth was there 
because he can't come in my mouth. So I pulled back and he came all over my face. It was the money shot for sure. My husband absolutely loved it. And if I'm honest, I was 50-50 because some did get in my hair. Guys, I spend a lot of money on my hair. I do not want to wash the color out because of the fact that you came in my hair. It makes me have to wash my hair an extra time. Don't come in women's hair. It's really, really not cool. Face all day. Tits, please. Anywhere but my hair. Cool? The second time we went to the glory hole, we had put out a post that we were heading there to see if we could maybe meet up with someone. Because obviously the vibe at a glory hole is kind of hit and miss. It's geared toward um, different crowds than would be interested in me. So we sent out a post. We actually got someone to meet us there. We tried to go into a regular booth, but that was really not working. So then we went into one of the bigger viewing booths and ended up having a very good time. I gave him one hell of a blow job and it was pretty amazing. He went down on me and it was great. Um, I ended up making an even bigger mess than he did, if I'm honest. That was a very interesting experience for us because it put us in a new location. It put us with somebody we'd never really played with before and semi-public, but really private at the same time. It was an interesting mix of mixed messages, if you will. That was incredibly fun. And we found that putting a, putting the word out that we were heading there actually gave us more success than if we had just shown up. The third time we went to a glory hole, we went to the main auditorium to watch porn in this darkened theater on a leather couch that I'm absolutely positive had seen better days. Um, my husband and I had put together kind of a glory hole kit. <laughs> it had a sheet, hand sanitizer, wipes, condoms. It had a slew of things that we figured we'd probably need. Um, mouthwash, breath mints, gum, the whole, the whole slew. So when we went to the glory hole the third time, we had put a sheet over the couch because who knows, you know, we ended up in a playing in the theater. My husband was showing me off, exposing my tits to the people standing around us. He had my 
legs open, fingering me so that everyone in the audience could see. It ended up with quite a crowd around us watching more me than the actual film. Then we were approached by someone who wanted to play more. We ended up in a back room of the theater and I got fucked for the first time in front of my husband. Um, we of course used condoms and all the good safety things that you should be doing. And it was awesome. I can't even describe this room. It was like a shelf with <laughs> my husband was standing there. It, it was very tight quarters. It was very interesting positioning, but it all ended up working out. And I got him off very, very quickly because it felt so it felt so like clandestine. Um, that's not the right word. It felt very, uh, naughty. Like we were kind of in public and we maybe shouldn't have been doing this. And it was really kind of naughty and dirty and hot. It, it was very, very fun. The very last time that we went to the glory hole, we had sent out word. We were supposed to meet a couple of people. They ended up not showing up. And for love nor money, there was nobody there that was actually looking for a female. My husband approached people. We did everything we could to try to get some action going. And it just ended up feeling very awkward. And that's kind of the very last time that we went to a glory hole. We have been to parties where there were glory holes at the event, but we've never really utilized any of them because we found parties and that's kind of the way that we went. Parties ended up being the thing that allowed me to play in any direction I wanted, know that there were people there that were interested in playing with me. And while they were a drive, they were not the same as the drive to the glory hole. That's for sure. But I have really fond memories of using the glory hole as that first step, that first step into my husband being there with me, watching me, it gave some anonymity. It gave us both some, this isn't quite real, but at the same time, it was very real. It gave us a little bit of separation to wade into the fantasy before we literally got started with my husband watching someone fuck me. So I think it really helped us mentally get to the place where we were super comfortable by the time we finally got to a party. I can't deny that going to the glory hole was an amazing first step for my husband and I, and it was super, super hot. <laughs> and I'll, 
I highly recommend that if you bring a date, it will be very fun. Glory holes have been around for centuries. Dating back to as far back as 1707, there was a court case that mentioned a glory hole. They began as a way to keep gay men from being arrested for being in a lifestyle. It's become a kink for gay, hetero, and bisexual lifestyles now. And you will still find them in certain bookstores, um, adult theaters, and even at certain kink parties. But now that they've become part of the lifestyle kink, it's, I guess it's time to start talking about the principles of kink. Number one rule, safe, sane, and consensual. As long as you are practicing safely, doing it from a standpoint of sanity, and you have everyone's consent, and everyone is legally able to consent, then you're practicing it correctly. The second most important thing about kink is don't yuck someone else's yum. A glory hole may not be for you, but that doesn't make it any less a fabric of someone else's lifestyle. When people talk to you about what they're into, you have the right absolutely to say, you know what, that's not for me. But you can't judge them for how they practice their lifestyle. Because every lifestyle starts with your personal life. That's how you find what you are into. And not every person is the same. So not everybody's kinks are going to be the same. And as long as we practice the belief, don't yuck someone else's yum, there's room and kink for all of us. And I am so glad that you're joining me here on this podcast so that we can talk about all kinds of interesting kinks that may or may not be for you, but at least you'll learn a little something, I hope. Today's question is from Josh. The question is, how did the conversation go when you and your first, when you or your husband first told the other that you wanted to try the lifestyle? Who initiated it? Okay. (laughs) Uh, This is a little bit silly, but it all started because my husband was singing Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. And that led me to ask him questions about, is that something that you're interested in? Now, I was asking from the standpoint, was he interested in seeing me with another woman? And he was asked, he, and we started talking about the lifestyle and, and his thought process was completely different than mine. And we really hadn't, um, developed the ability to be strictly honest with each other and use clear terminology to give every, to put everybody on the same page. That is why terminology is so very vitally important. When everybody 
uses the same vocabulary, the same dialogue. It actually helps everybody to understand what you mean. What is the difference between a cuck and a stag? What is the difference between a hot wife and a vixen? What is the difference between a sub and a brat? What is the difference between a dom and a dame? There are so many different types of kinks out there that having the right terminology is actually vitally important to making sure that everybody's agreeing to the same things. So let's start off easy. The difference between a cuck and a stag. A cuck is someone who is cheated on and is humiliated by it. A stag is someone who shares his spouse. Now, this is not the nuance, deep down urban dictionary definition of these things. It's just trying to be a little, kind of give you a little glimpse at it. My husband and I started the conversation so that we could understand what we were both looking for and what we both actually feared. Um, the conversation the first time ended up leading us to a path we weren't ready for, but gave us clear definitions when we actually decided that this was the road we were going to be on. So our initial conversation led us to some hotel parties that we ended up not playing at. And that led to a lot of different emotions that we were too afraid to explore at the time. And I'm grateful for that experience. I'm grateful for the experience that we tried it and failed. I, I'm grateful for the fact that we went into it, recognized we weren't ready for it, took a step back because it opened the door for it when we decided that we were ready for it. When we were in a whole different position in our lives and our family structure. The most important part of any conversation is the honesty, not only with your partner, but with yourself. Knowing where you are and where your relationship is. You cannot have all of the excitement and intrigue and fun and kink without having that base of trust and honesty. And the first person you have to be honest with is yourself. You have to know where your boundaries are. Because if you are going into kink without boundary, you are not doing it safe, sane, and consensually. Because deep down, you don't have your own consent to participate. I really hope that as you do some research, explore, find things that might be exciting and intriguing for you, 
that you check in with yourself and find out why is this kink speaking to me and be honest with yourself. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Pineapple Pinup, the Hot Wife Life podcast. I'm so grateful that you are a listener. I really hope that you like, share, subscribe, whatever it is you got to do so that you know when a new episode is dropping. I'm really hoping to drop them every Friday. If you have a question you would like me to answer, something that you would like me to get into, please do not hesitate to send me an email at pineapplepinuppod at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from all of you. And if you have any tips or suggestions, I'd love to hear about that too. Mm-hmm.